the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's always great on Friday to hit the second hour of the Bruce Hooley Show, not because that means the weekend beckons, but because it gives us a chance to catch up with our friend Jack Windsor of the Ohio Press Network. I hope you're following Jack on Twitter, at Jack Windsor, and I hope you're a subscriber, as I am, to the Ohio Press Network. Find them online, theohiopressnetwork.com. And, Jack, let's start with the debate about the disagreement over the proposed 60% standard for amending the Ohio Constitution. Matt Huffman in the Ohio Senate uh, has floated the idea of having a special election in August to give people the choice on whether they would approve of requiring a 60% plus majority to amend the Ohio Constitution. But it looks like Jason Stevens, the Speaker of the Ohio House, is not for this, and I'm not surprised because is this not one of the promises he made to the Democrats in the Ohio House in order to get their 100% support so that he could become Speaker of the House? Hey, Bruce, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here with you and an honor. Yeah, so this matters because uh, the House under Stevens stalled and allowed Democrats and pro-death groups uh, to get a running start and to get language to the Ohio Attorney General and Ohio Ballot Board that will allow abortion well beyond the heartbeat rules and Mm -hmm. also allow minors to get abortions without parental consent and likely allow them to transition to another gender uh, as minors and without parental consent. So Jason Stevens has a chance to prove his conservative pedigree that he claims to have. Uh, Since he was elected in January, we've heard that Hey, I have 12 bills that are conservative pieces of legislation, and I'm a conservative. Well, not so fast. Uh, Jeremy Pelzer at Cleveland.com reported yesterday that Jason Stevens opposes the special election. Now, the special election essentially would uh, get something on the ballot that would require 60 uh, percent voter approval in order to amend the Constitution. Now, that's important because the you know the pro-death groups are trying to get, like I just said, that abortion amendment. Uh, on the ballot and to get voters to pass it at 50 percent. Well, Huffman's answer, <laughs> Huffman's answer, I think, was uh, interesting. But uh, let's get to why Stevens claims he doesn't want to do this. He said it's expensive. And we just passed a law last General Assembly um, that removes these special elections and it would require a lot of work. Well, Huffman said, well, if we save 30,000 lives as a result of spending 20 million dollars, I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I'm with him on that. Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, our guest. And uh, Stevens, uh, nice to know he's concerned about saving money here. He started like a bunch of additional expenses, like uh, jumped up the overnight uh, expense reimbursement for legislators. He loosened it so that you could be uh, from London, another county outside Franklin, and still stay overnight in Columbus and get reimbursed from the state. He's added a bunch of different positions and paid them uh, at a higher rate than they were paid previously. So convenient for him to plead that he's cost conscious now when it comes down to something. Uh, this just to me sounds like a way for him to hide 
the real reason why he's not for this is that he promised Democrats he would get rid of it. And the reason why Democrats want to get rid of it, Jack, is because they know it then would be harder to put a constitutional amendment uh, out there uh, allowing them access to abortion. Am I right? You are. And the latest information I've gathered says that about 52 to 58 percent is the threshold that other states have passed these amendments by. So if Ohio gets that up to 60 percent and given the, you know, the red meat nature of Ohio, I think that makes it unreachable. So uh, a showdown is afoot and uh, there will be money uh, in on the line or lives. And Jason Stevens has a big decision to make right now. He does. Jack Windsor, our guest, theohiopressnetwork.com. And I think eventually we're going to get to the point where these guys can't hide uh, the fact that they definitely do not have the same conservative agenda as voters in the state of Ohio who put them in there. And we have seen some efforts to discipline those uh, Republicans who sided with Jason Stevens as speaker over Derek Maron, who they promised to support in the fall. But the most uh, stringent discipline appears to me to be what they've done in Cuyahoga County with Tom Patton. Tell us about that. Yes, the Republican Party of Cuyahoga County, they met last night. And uh, State Representative Tom Patton, who you just said, is is part of that coup of 22. He's from Strongsville, and uh, he's a member of the Cuyahoga County Central and Executive Committees. Well, he was. Not anymore. Last night, the disciplinary committee uh, recommended and the party agreed to boot Patton from the central and executive committees and prohibited him from receiving a county endorsement this election cycle. Now, that matters because Patton turns out of the Ohio House and was slated to run for state Senate. That race just got tougher without a primary endorsement and some of the financial and marketing perks that come with it. Interesting. Um, I like this. I think that those 22 who sided with Stevens over Marin should be disciplined. Uh, will this affect, do you think, any legislators' votes going forward? They got Stevens in, but that doesn't mean they always have to vote for him, particularly the one thing that politicians prize is their reelection chances. And if this is placed in front of them and they bear some kind of a cost, uh, I wonder if uh, Stevens might lose some of his support. What's your read on that? Well, you know, I get that question a lot. Has the animosity people feel for Stevens and the 21 Republicans who partnered with 32 Democrats dissipated since times passed? And there's a seemingly conservative slate of bills that have been targeted by Stevens as priority. I don't think the animosity has passed. I think it's building. And I think as things like this 60 percent amendment get cussed and discussed and Jason Stevens comes out on the side of, well, I want to save money and I want to save time. You've got a lot of conservatives in Ohio who go time. This has nothing to do with time and money. We're talking about twenty to 30,000 healthy babies that are slaughtered every year. Yep. And uh, where's, your, you know, where's your value system? This is supposed to be a party of principle. It now seems to be a party of power. So I, I think he has uh, quite a battle ahead of him. Speaking of those babies, Jack, and the effort by the uh, pro-death side to uh, ingrain abortion into the state constitution, it looks to me like they're fighting against their own cause here because they now want to split the language that's been approved by Dave Yost and by Frank LaRose. They now want to split it into two issues. Is that because uh, those of us on the pro-life side uh, could market against the amendment as it is stated by highlighting the fact that it would allow gender transition surgeries with kids and it would allow the whole transgender ideology 
to be bookended into the abortion bill. Is that why they want to split it out? So if they don't get both, they at least get what they, uh, you know, what they always do. They they incrementally advance it, and they would incrementally advance it on abortion, not necessarily the transgender side. Great question. The direct answer is I don't know, but my hunch is it's it's probably two or three things. Number one, when you split it up, uh, you take the required number of signatures from over four hundred thousand to over eight hundred thousand. So you're making the mountain higher for the group that's trying to get this over the finish line. So I think that's one piece of it. Secondarily, um, it buys you time, and time is critical at this juncture. And then finally, it does allow you to split the issues out. And I think whenever you start splitting legal hairs, you find legal arguments that you can use to overcome. So I think those three things together uh, are why. But at the end of the day, it's really about keeping um, abortion up until birth and uh, minors from transitioning without parental approval out of the state constitution. Jack Windsor is our guest. Jack is with the Ohio Press Network. Follow him on Twitter at Jack Windsor, the Ohio Press Network, online, the Ohio Press Network. Dot com. You guys do great work, and I wonder what uh, do you have coming down the pipe. I don't want you to, uh, you know, show your hands so that not that yeah. what you guys report, the uh, other mainstream media outlets would attempt to report. But what have you guys been working on, or any special projects that we should know about? Yeah, this week we published the work of award-winning writer Lisa Murtha in the form of a report that was titled "Would You Rather Have a Dead Son or a Living Daughter." Um, in it, she interviewed three members and past members of the LGBTQ trans movement, and their stories are compelling. Uh, Bruce, two critical things transpired in that report. First, we learned that the claim we have to allow kids to transition or they will commit suicide seems now to be bogus. Uh, kids who do transition are 19 times more likely to commit suicide, uh, a mounting body of evidence reveals. And then secondarily, and uh, scarily, I guess, uh, we were able to exclusively review video involving Cincinnati Children's Hospital workers who essentially said kids as young as three or four or even 18 months can start to express uh, gender uh, gender different than their biology and that it might make sense to exclude parents from the transition process if they aren't supportive. So, Bruce, we're going to dive deeper into the Cincinnati Children's situation, and we're going to report back. Interesting. And before I let you go, uh, you and I have talked briefly about uh, Jerry Serino's bill. Basically, they're voting today in Congress on the parents' rights uh, bill. Uh, it's a similar bill here in Ohio. Get the wokeism out of Ohio colleges uh, with Jason Stevens' allegiance to the teachers' union via his promises to Democrats. In about 30 seconds, Jack, does that thing have a chance of getting advanced through the Ohio House or not? Well, it's going to take a tremendous amount of pressure and a tremendous amount of focus. Keep in mind, Jason Stevens amended the rules in the House at the beginning of this 135th General Assembly so he can reach down into the Rules and Reference Committee and basically kill a bill uh, on his own. Uh, so it is going to be an uphill battle, uh, but you're right. It eliminates wokeism. It, it uh, is a huge step forward, at least in our colleges and universities, and uh, it's a win for parents who have a conservative constitution. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope it goes through. Got to exert pressure on him. It seems Matt. It seems like Matt Huffman in the Senate might be doing that. I know you're doing it by just reporting truth. Jack, always a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Bruce. Well, we are on the cusp of the weekend, and most of us look forward to the weekend. Although the weekend is typically when bad news tends to happen. They try to bury it on the weekend. It's called the uh, 
Friday afternoon news dump. If it happens on Friday afternoon, uh, you're engaged in what you're going to be doing on Saturday and Sunday. You won't notice, and by the time Monday comes around, there'll be a new bunch of headlines. Uh, And I was thinking about this because last Saturday I was engaged in something besides keeping abreast of the news, and that's when Donald Trump came out with his tweet about he was going to be arrested and arraigned by the grand jury in New York. Uh, If you think about the weekend before that, that was when Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank went under. So what do we have ahead of us when it comes to the weekend? Uh, Will it be more bank failures? Uh, Charles Payne, Fox Business, not ruling out that possibility. The whole thing has been an unmitigated disaster, but it's scary. You know, I, I'm a rose-colored glasses guy, and I try to temper my comments, but i got to be honest also with the audience. So overnight, Deutsche Bank, one of the largest banks in Europe, has some, some serious problems. Their stock is down 9%. Remember, Credit Suisse last weekend yeah. went out, and they were sold for pennies on the dollar. In the last two days, Janet Yellen has spoken. Each time she has spoken, the market has plunged. The people who are in charge of fixing the system or putting up the guardrails, there's no no confidence in them. Why would there be confidence in them? Why why would there be? Uh, These bank failures are the result of interest rates rising and banks not reacting fast enough to that. Now, if you didn't know interest rates were going to rise as prices rose, then you haven't been paying attention to history as it concerns the Federal Reserve and its efforts in the past to get inflation under control. Jerome Powell, the head of the Fed, always says, we have one tool in our toolbox, raising interest rates. Raising interest rates makes it less attractive to borrow money. Less borrowed money means less money out there in the system. Less money in the system means that the costs will go down. But there'll be some pain with that. You've got to try to do it without hiking layoffs in businesses and without a recession and without depressing the housing market and other big drivers of the American economy. Bottom line, bottom line, is that the leaders, not just Jerome Powell, but the president, Joe Biden, he spent the money in the American Rescue Plan. He spent the money in the infrastructure bill. These people who were in charge of keeping things within the guardrails failed us and failed us miserably. The number one risk right now is what they call credit risk, systemic credit risk. That's a direct, That, by the way, number one above inflation and everything else, that's a direct indictment of Janet Yellen, Jay Powell, President Biden, all of the people around this planet who are supposed to help us because they put us in this predicament. Biden, with that $2 trillion that we absolutely did not need, it's fun when you get free money. It's not fun when inflation goes through the roof, uh, wage spirals go through the roof, and you can't bring it down. So we had President Biden sparked this. Then comes Jay Powell. His job is to bring it under, under control. Unfortunately, he's, his hand-fisted approach has created its own problems because banks now have to compete with money market funds. Money market funds are paying 4%. Most banks are paying 0.0000, right? So what are people doing? They're taking money out of the bank account and putting it into money markets or they're buying treasury bonds. People are smart. So since, since, since Jay Powell started hiking rates, we've taken a trillion dollars, one trillion dollars out of these banks. And what does that do? When you take money away from banks, less money for them to lend, their profit margin goes down because they're not getting the interest rates back. What does Josh Pick tell you all the time when he's here for the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show? Even with your money in banks, shop rates. Shop rates. Get a better return on your rates. Banks can't be competitive. They have too much money invested in long-term securities. They did not adjust to the rising interest rates. 
and businesses, well, they flourished when rates were low. You could borrow millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. You could reinvest it, create more income, cover your costs because your interest rates were nothing. Maria Bartiromo, Fox Business, on what it does to business when interest rates go up. So there's no doubt that this is a real balance that the Federal Reserve is walking, that we are in a slowing economy. Higher interest rates certainly have represented a shock for a number of businesses. Right now, you're talking about $1 trillion of debt that will be rolled over. In other words, that debt will come with higher interest rates. And when you've got businesses that were paying 4% uh, for their debt, but are now paying 9% or higher and going higher, that's a big deal. I would expect bankruptcies this year as well. Ouch. You can envision that, right? Your own payments have gone up. If you bought a house in the last year, did you get sticker shock at what your interest rate did to your house payment? If you bought a car in the past year, you know the cost of the car went way up and the interest rate on your car loan went way up. Now, the Fed has talked and talked and talked and talked and talked about, oh, I think we can do it. I think we can thread the needle. I think we can have a soft landing. I don't think we're going to catastrophically impact the American economy and force a recession. Maria Bartiromo, not optimistic. We know that the Fed has raised rates nine times, and it takes about one year of a lag effect to actually feel the pain Mm -hmm. and feel the impact of those higher interest rates. We are beginning to fear it. We've seen, we feel it. We've seen it in a number of interest rate uh, sensitive segments like real estate, like the auto area. But I would expect that we will continue to see an economy that is slowing. And there are many expectations that we will see a recession later on this year. Now, of course, the Democrats own none of this. They will not say what all of us know, which is that Joe Biden is responsible. But they got to blame somebody. So who do they blame? Well, if you're Elizabeth Warren, the person who believes that modern monetary policy, green lights, spending your way out of debt. Yeah, you can borrow more money to get out of debt. Does that make sense to you? No, it makes sense to Elizabeth Warren. Of course, she was a Harvard professor before Uh, She lays it all at the feet of Jerome Powell in this interview with Jake Tapper. Do you think the United States is headed for a recession? I think that that is where Jerome Powell is trying to drive it. That is a danger to our economy. It's why I said five years ago, I think he's a dangerous man to have in this job. She's absolutely nuts. There's no way that. Jerome Powell's trying to tank the American economy. I don't think that anybody wants to drive the economy into a recession. I think the Fed made major mistakes by keeping interest rates as low as they were for as long as they did. Let's face it. You had interest rates at zero for 15 years, 15 years. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden in 11 months, we go from zero to 5%. That's a shock. It has been a shock on many businesses. It's going to be a shock on consumers. Let's face it. Rates right now, when you're talking about credit card rates or other rates, mortgage rates. You're talking about the highest rates in decades. So already we've seen an impact. I don't think Jay Powell is, you know, really thinking, I want to drive this economy into a recession. I think that's partly Elizabeth Warren trying to run for president. Yeah, well, we don't need that. That's absolutely not what we need. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The 
explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.